I'll never forget the first time I got to see an army ranger. They were standing there in their berets, and me and my buddy Scott Sims stared at them like they were something mythical. They had a reputation for being tough and daring and lethal. And to even see one was such an unusual thing for us that we were just entirely impressed. Later that year at the Pentagon, I ended up going and asking how to become an Army Ranger. And through a series of people who trusted in me, I got to go try out. When I made it to Ranger Battalion, there was a gentleman there named John Spizo, a platoon sergeant who led me for the next several years. He never disappointed. He always lived up to what I believed a ranger should be. And now, 25 years later, him and his beautiful wife, Alona, are the owners of Casago Henderson. Today, he's going to share with us five things that we should all know when starting a brand new Casago office. And we talk a little bit about crawl, walk, and run, which he taught me as a young man, and how we go and find success starting from zero. I'm Steve Schwab, and this is the CasaCast. It's the CasaCast, created by CasaGo. It's time for the show, let's go. John, I'm glad to have you here. How long have you known each other? I got there in 92, you came in 93, so yeah. For those who don't know, John was my platoon sergeant in Ranger Battalion, and we had a lot of fun times together. We got a lot of deployments. And in part of uh, our conversation today, we'll talk a little bit about some of the lessons learned from John. He, he's still using some of the same verbiage that translates really well into our industry. So John, you're currently in Henderson, Nevada. And Correct. how long have you been in that market? So Henderson, Nevada, I got here in 28 and then just learned my way around. It's funny, uh, if we, <laughs> you think back to the days when we were in the Rangers that say, hey, would you live near Vegas? Most people that haven't come from this area would never think that they would live back there because they only see Vegas as like maybe one dimensional mm. where it's actually a wonderful Vegas, Henderson, Summerlin, wonderful places to live. Got here in 2018 and established my life here a bit, was able to get married to my beautiful bride, Alona Melnichenko, and in June of 2023, became a Costco franchise owner. And you ended up at West Point. I did. I was assigned to the United States Military Academy at West Point as part of the cadre TAC NCO position. Earlier, early on, there was a general uh, named General Foley. He was actually a Medal of Honor recipient in Vietnam. He took over as the Commandant of United States Military Academy back in the 70s. He saw that the cadets had very little interaction with non-commissioned officers and being a Vietnam veteran and a commander and seeing how important non-commissioned officers are, especially in the army, the backbone of the military, he decided to implement all of these uh, NCO positions throughout the core cadets. So basically a core cadets, a cadet company is about somewhere between 120 and 150 cadets. And there they have a TAC officer and they have a TAC NCO, senior officer and senior non-commissioned officer from that they control every single company. And they, he also, he wanted it to be um, of all branches. 
So for example, I was Delta three, right? So I was obviously infantry and the next guy was communications. The other guy was chemical. The other gal was armor. And so it became this great diverse organization. I learned a ton there. I had some great leaders, Colonel Greg Wade, Colonel Hank Kersey, who wrote the foreword of my book, plus just all the great young men and women that were cadets there that graduated that went on the big things. It's just such an amazing institution. And I tell people that if I still get a chance to talk to these young men and women that, that are trying to apply for the academy, I said, it's, a, it's the best thing that could ever happen to you. You wrote a book called Warrior Leadership, The Steps to Success for Leaders on the Ground. Yes. And something you specifically talk about in that book is choosing to put the hard work in. I think that really leads into the conversation today. We're talking about the five tips that somebody who's starting brand new in the industry needs to know. Mm -hmm. And uh, tell me a little bit about putting in the hard work and how that's translated from your book, your military experience into sure. what you do today. Yeah, I think I might not have always been like the most talented person. I think I'm relatively intelligent and I work hard and I, ha I have some physical talent and athletic talent, but I always felt that I just wanted to be a hard worker. I wanted to get out there and, and put forth the best effort then going through Ranger indoctrination program, Ranger school, all these other, even you at the old guard, all the, this is these selections you have to go through that if you're putting in the hard work, it, it, it's harder to get cut. <laughs> I know when I even I was on the other side of that, whether it was at West Point with cadets or officer candidate school, or when I ran the, the RIP program, people are giving effort. It's hard to cut. It's hard to cut somebody like that because that's, that's what you want. I always felt like in the military, there were things that we could teach. You could teach shooting and navigation and swimming and uh, patrolling. You could teach a lot of these things, but, but, but wow, when somebody shows up and um, just gives effort, um, that's it. That's what you're, that's what you're looking for. And I think that's the foundation and, and especially now taking over something brand new like this for me and my wife, my wife, a former world champion figure skater. And then she was a high level coach for her entire life. She switches a, a new profession, becomes a realtor property manager. Then we become part of Casago. Like I didn't come from any of this. And part of that is, is I'm appreciative. We're both appreciative in you, Steve, that like you saw something in us, took the chance to say, yeah, maybe they don't have that experience because I know a lot of these properties you go after. These people have been doing it for a long time and maybe their parents have did it or, or they grew up in it or whatever the case may be. But this has been, this has just been a, uh, it's almost been like a rebirth in me. Like I get up every day, I say, say my prayers. And I'm like, Casago, let's go. <laughs> like, let's just, let's just get after it. And Malone and I are giving each other like a high five in the morning. And, and I think, so that's it. Whether you're an older person or a younger person, like if you just put the work in, you keep grinding it out. Generally, it, it generally goes in your favor. Yeah. I'll tell you this, that we may have some partners who have more experience and we have a lot of hard workers in, in our partnerships with a lot of people, but nobody's outworking you, John. I think that Thank you. your success with you and Alana are a pure force of will. You guys have gone out there and I know for a few months, it was pretty dry trying to figure out how to get started mm -hmm. and you keep the faith and next thing you're up and running and you're picking up properties. It's really fun to watch. And yeah. personally, it's satisfying to see you guys go with this. Thank you. And 
It's funny because even one of our one of our good friends, Andy Ulrich, retired colonel, combat veteran, Purple Heart winner. He was our lieutenant winner in there as I was starting all this. And he called me one day and asked me how it was going. I was like, man, we don't have any properties and something. And I, I don't know if I said, hey, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to fail. I don't want to let anybody down. And he said to me, he's like, you don't know how to fail. He's like, he's like, why even, that's not even a, a, it's not even a statement in your life. And I'm like, yeah, you're exactly right. And so I think that's, I think that's part of it. And I think part of it is our, both of our upbringings and then being in, in the Rangers together. I like to say, Steve, we were in the same jungles, the same mud. <laughs> we look mm-hmm. at the, some of the most ridiculous things that we did in training, but those are the things that I think forge foundations of just your being. Yeah. I'll tell you what, there's no bonding like trauma bonding. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. So I got one question for you before we get into the, yep. the meat discussion of the vacation world uh, sure. portion of, of the episode. How in the world did you end up getting a drink from the Stanley Cup with Sidney Crosby? How did that happen? <laughs> That's a great one. I had did I did some team building for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Several teams. They, what happens is these professional teams would come up to West Point to do their camp. And it started actually with the New York Rangers. They came up for their camp and they called the hockey coach, uh, Brian Riley. And they're like, hey, we want to come up and have our camp at West Point. He's yeah, sure. And he's like, we want to do some military stuff. So he's like, okay. So he tells me. And I'm like, coach, what do they want to do? He goes, I don't know. Go ask them. I went down to New York City. I saw Tom Rennie, who was the coach then. And we started talking. He's like, listen, obviously we can't get anybody hurt, but we want to He's like, we're picked to be dead last this year. They're picking us to finish 30th out of, back then it was 30 teams, 30th out of 30 NHL teams. So I'm like, okay. So I got all the guys together, the cadets, some of the old sergeants, and we basically did a battle march and shoot one night for these hockey players. And it was off the hook. It was uh, it could not have been better. Swamp movement, pushing Jeeps, carrying boats, night repels. Uh, Steve, how we didn't kill anybody? I have no idea. That was just one of those that things. And the, the, the Rangers actually ended up making the playoffs. That had a little run. So that it started coming on. And then the Penguins came up. And we did a similar thing for them. And it worked out really well. And Sidney Crosby was a young captain. And I became... A, f- a friend to him, in some ways a mentor. He was great at always learning and listening. And I got back from Afghanistan. They were in the they were in the playoffs. They made the Stanley Cup. And the di- their director of operations, Frank Bonomo, called me the morning of Game Seven and said, "I got two tickets for you and Marco. Here's my son Marco. Here's the here's your flight information. Get on an airplane." And we flew from New Jersey to, uh, to Detroit, the old Joe Lewis arena and they win. And next thing we were in the locker room with them after the game and Vulcan spilled beer over me and Crosby were together. And so that was a fun time. It was a really great experience. And you'll find with a lot of athletes that there are a lot of similarities to them and military people, their tools of the trade are different. Obviously you can't compare wins and losses to life and death, but their focus, their preparation. Um, um, Steve, you understand this. Like even in the Rangers, like I might've been the platoon sergeant, but every single day I was like, man, there's somebody that wants my job. So I gotta, I gotta keep working out. I can't get, 
I can't get fat or lazy or anything else. And it's the same thing for a professional athlete. You're right. There's always young guys coming. Yeah. Right. So for somebody like now, Sidney Crosby's 35, he's been playing for his whole career in one place since 18 years old, symbol of excellence on and off the ice. I think that is so uh, my, my point is there's a lot of similarities between athletes and military and people that like want to be successful. Yeah, I believe that. I think that a lot of the preparation, coordination of the team, the camaraderie around it. And then also, sure. I've never been anywhere like Ranger Battalion where, yeah, you were part of the team and stuff, but make no mistake, you could get cut and everybody wanted the same schools. Everybody wanted the same, the same rewards and it was competitive and it was just like what you're talking about when it comes to professional yeah. athletes. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the part that sets people apart and it's, it's healthy competitiveness obviously, but still it's a competitive business. Yeah. I don't know if you'd have the same sort of people, if it was just easy, would you really have the same caliber of people competing for those slots? If no. Uh, there wasn't a scarcity within that position. It's a, it's an interesting thought. Yeah. So John, we're talking about, uh, the five tips when first starting out in Casago, mm -hmm. uh, and starting off as a property manager with zero properties and you, you gave me your list and I'm, I'm, uh, gonna have a lot of fun talking about these with you. Okay. Uh, number one, it's just like orienteering. You said that you may think you've overshot. <laughs> But uh, there's a plan in place. Can you talk about that? Yeah, sure. So anybody that's done orienteering or land navigation or walked in the woods, there are times that you're just like, A, am I going the right direction? Number one. <laughs> okay. So that's the first thing. Like, all right, pick the cardinal direction to go. Okay. I'm going north. Um, and then as you get closer to like where you got to be, maybe that's then time to pull out my compass. Okay. I don't actually need to go north. I need to go at a, on an azimuth of nine degrees. So now I walk that a little bit slower, but a little bit more accurate. And then of course you're like, it should be here. I should already be here. Just when you think you went too far, you haven't gone far enough. So then you're just like, okay, keep going. And I think that's the way it was for, for us. I had my site on site set on a couple houses and I just kept, I just kept after it a little bit after it. You want to talk about nurturing. That's why in, in the orange credo, that's why nurture is so big for me. Cause it's exactly it. In our first house, I literally talked from June until November 15th. I, I must've talked to this client every single day, Steve, I, I mailed him every one of your books. I mailed him my book. I, I split it up every week. He was getting a little package <laughs> of that's something. Amazing. Besides just the standard packets and everything else, we said handwritten notes, uh, communications, hey, this is what's happening in the market, whatever it was. Um, and you start that. So I think that's, I want to tell new owners that aren't in this, that haven't done it. You got to just, you got to just keep going. Um, having, having Kelsey in that marketing group, that marketing manager was huge. I'll be the first one to tell you, I didn't think, I didn't think. I said, what, we're going to mail letters to people? Are, are, you, are you kidding me? What is this, like the 70s? And all three of our houses came from mailers. So yeah. I'm funny? like, yeah, I'm like, okay. I just talked to Kelsey on Tuesday. I'm like, Kelsey, keep sending them. <laughs> Good job. 
So two, two disclosures. I don't know if you'll remember this, but I was terrible at night land navigation. Oh, I didn't uh, just realize terrible that. at it. Really? You know, yeah. So yeah, we were in your office and I was just having a heck of a time with it. And uh, our buddy Andy, platoon leader, I was running, I was RTO at the time. He took me out on a night land navigation okay. and uh, worked with me, got me going, got me straight. It was for the EIB. It was for the EIB oh, test EIB, for the night yeah. land nav. Mm-hmm. And uh, in practice, I was doing a trouble job. In fact, in the old guard, the very first day I got to the old guard, I show up, they're doing EIB, straight out of basic training. I show up, they put me on the land navigation, have no idea anybody's name. I get lost on the night land navigation in the old guard. It's raining. The whole platoon has to stay there and wait for me. And everybody's like, hey, we can't find Schwab. And literally the number one comment was, who is Schwab? And that's how I got introduced to the old guard to my platoon. Oh my but gosh. it was through you and Andy and working with me. Andy came back and said, there's no night stalker at night, but he can do night land navigation now. And yeah. so that was part of it. Land nav, for some people, like our friend Paul Johnson, who like grew up in the mountains, Paul Johnson could had a sixth sense of, of navigation. Navigation yeah. is not easy. It's not easy. It's not difficult. You don't trust yourself. You can get turned around. So it's a, there's, a lot, there's a lot to it. And it's just like this, right? So yeah. the getting your bearings, making sure you're going the right direction, it, it's hard. Mm-hmm. And you don't always know where you're at. And you're not always sure when you're going to get to uh, where yep. you're supposed to go. I actually, I was in second range of battalion. I just got pinned on sergeant. I didn't have an EIB yet because I'd just been like the last time they did it, I was in ranger school. So I just missed it. So now it was my time. And I remember my sergeant told me, Hugh Roberts, actually, he's like, you better pass every event. And because it was like, you remember you had the scorecard. It was like blue and red, right? You had to have 80% goes. He's like, your scorecard better be all blue. He's like, and there better be in this, if you were like a, if you were like the top on there, you got like another check mark. And he goes, you better have some check marks. And on the night land nav, on the night land nav, Tacoma, Washington, I was got to my last point. I'm like, okay, I'm good. And I started running and I fell over a log and not, no kidding, smashed my compass. Oh. And now I'm like panicking. I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. 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 What do we do? What do we do? So I pulled out the map and I'm like, okay, if I just head that direction, I'll eventually run into a road. And I did. And I ran into a road. I knew I had to go left all the way back. And I was like the third person back in. And then I showed my compass was busted and they were like, good job. Gave me an extra check mark. So that's funny. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I, in uh, OCS, after I got out of town, I was in the army, yeah. I mean, in the national guard. I thought a lot about you and Andy helping me out learning that. And that's, and I, sure enough, I passed and I was doing good, just fine, but it was because of you and Andy's mentorship. Um, number two yes. uh, on the t- five tips is lean on the experts. Oh, wow. I, I think the way you've built this organization and even though it's fr- franchises, but I don't even think of it as that. I think of it's more like sister units. When we were in the Rangers, we always wanted the main effort, right? We always wanted our platoon to have the best mission, tip of the spear. But there are sister units that sometimes will get it and you'd have to support them and that sort of thing. That's how I see us and everything here. And the subject matter experts, uh, starting with the, with your university commandant, Pilar, and with our whole staff there, they have just been phenomenal. I was on with support today, I think four times already. I already called Bill once today, Bill Johnson, who's our assigned mentor. Stacy, 
I called Stacy on Christmas Day for a question. Christmas Day. And she took the call. And so these people that have been doing it have a quick question. I think I almost got it, but I like, I need a little bit of verification. And I got to tell you, that's where I'm at right now with this last, this new month, because now this is actually my first month of reconciliation. And I, I think I have my statements done correctly. They were checked by Pilar, but now I have to do the next step. And I'm a little bit nervous about this next step. So I'm getting ready to call somebody else in your group. So I would just tell you that when organizations say there are people there to help you, there are really people there to help you. And I don't know if they always, I don't know if Lori's happy when I'm calling, but because listen, I'll be honest with you. I can get a little edged because I'm trying to work through, I'm trying to work through something. So take your time and work me through it. Help me work through it. And I think Maybe that's because like in the military, let's just use like we're in the military and we remember when we got new machine guns and everybody was like, oh my gosh, it's 240 Bravo. It's a new machine gun. Like we just keep working through it until we get it. It, it doesn't matter how long it takes. <laughs> like we, we don't close. We don't stop. Like we just keep working through it. And I think sometimes that's, that's my mentality. So. I think that's a great mentality. And uh, it's, it's one of my big surprises from uh, the company growing the way it is. I had never expected the community itself to pick up the mantle of helping each other in the way that this community has. Stacy, among so many others, if you call them, they're there to help. And uh, the community itself has become its own support system on top of what Costco University and the partner success managers like Bill and Scott do. And, it's really fun to watch what's happening with this community as it grows. It's been, and I got to tell you, it's without it. I don't know if you'd have to, you'd have to bring somebody on your staff that maybe came from this area. I don't think, and I got to tell you, I, I love learning it from the ground up. And at some point I'm going to have to turn some of this over to somebody else to help me. I get it. But. I'm going to know all of it. And I think that's, it's almost like the army. Like when you're a platoon sergeant, yeah, you know how all that stuff works. Hey, you did that wrong. How, how do you know? Cause I know. Cause I did it wrong. Once upon Cause time. I did it wrong. I did it wrong <laughs> 50 times before you. Uh, number three, believe in yourself. It's a big one. I think sometimes, especially when you're trying something new, it's maybe something you didn't go to school for. I think it's easy to attack your own mantra, your own positivity. It's easy to put that negativity in you. The, the, the devil wants to always put doubt in your mind. And that's when you have to really be strong for yourself. You have to be strong and say, you know what? I got this. I'm getting a little better every single day. You got to make a conscious effort that I'm going to get better at this. E even before you see a dollar and it, it, it's funny because this month would be the month that I'll finally figure it out if what money came in positively for it. But it's you continue to put that sweat equity out and you're saying, you know what? I'm not going to take a shortcut. I'm going to do it right. This is how it's going to be. I'm going to make an inspection. And I think that's part of it. So you really have to dig in and you have to believe in yourself and you have to, you have to give yourself some positive statements. I'm here. I'm learning. I'm listening. I'm thankful. Uh, I had that little sticker up in my closet. 
I'm like, okay, here we go. This is what we're going to do with Casago every day. <laughs> I love that. I'm here. I'm listening. I'm learning. And I'm, and I'm thankful. I like that. You mentioned quiet time as number four, quiet time yeah. to streamline, which I like to call date night with the PMS, with the property management software. Right? So, yeah. No, that's uh, a great way to call it. Yeah. It's funny. I feel like you have to do that. And at first I didn't, I was all over the place. I was like shooting here and I was like, okay, stop. I got to just take a moment and I got to focus this cause I want it to be right. I want to understand it. I like a lot when I ask support questions, they always send me, send me the email document with all the steps and I print that. Look, I got one right here, Steve from Fernanda today. Okay. Nice. And I print all this stuff. Okay. <laughs> because that's how I learn. And then I go through it and there'll be even times at night, Steve, I'll say, okay, Lona might be, you know, preparing dinner for us. I said, Hey, listen, I'm going to take an hour and I'm going to go over this platform. And I pour myself a glass of whiskey and I just start nugging it out. Learn it. Okay. I got it. Okay. Why is this red? Okay. This thing's red when I clicked process. All right. Something's not right. Okay. Let's go back. <laughs> you just start troubleshooting it. And I think that's important to do. Listen, when you go to university, you learn a lot. I loved it, but you're drinking from a fire hose. Mm -hmm. So until you put it into practice, you, you don't really understand what you learned. So that's it. You don't understand yeah. what you learned. So. Yeah. There's no way without the context, you're getting all that, but you go back and suddenly you're like, okay, I've done all this, but there is now we're in the real world. It's like when you go to Spanish class in school, you can learn all the verbs and nouns and all like that. And that's important to give you the, to the toeholds to learn Spanish. But until you actually go out in the real world and start speaking Spanish to people, Correct. you're really never going to be there. So mm -hmm. the practice of it. Andrea from South Padre, she's been involved in Streamline. She worked for Streamline. She bought a franchise and became a partner there in Texas. And I love the way that she's put Streamline together from a user's point of view. She said that it's like having a cabin in a forest or the woods that you've never been to before. And every day you go out and you explore a little bit. And pretty soon you become familiar with the part that you've explored. And you start to remember where, all the, where everything is, where the streams are, where the mountains are. You're able to go over there and navigate really well, but there's all of this other parts of the woods that you don't know. Mm -hmm. And once you get familiar with what you have, you start taking small steps out further and further until you become an expert in the, in the entire area. But it's one small piece at a time to become familiar and understand and learn how to navigate with. And I visually, I, I see that in my own mind of how she explains that. It's a really great way of thinking about it. It's a great way of putting it. And Steve, in this whole business too, there is like no shortcut for experience, right? And I think that's part of it. Same thing with the military. That's why Rangers, you can be a young man and come into Rangers, but you got to be, you got to be, there's a minimum age requirement for Delta because what are they looking for? They're looking for some experience. It's not that this young guy can't make it, physically mm -hmm. can make it, it can shoot as well, but they're looking for that experience. So I think that's a part of it too, that I'm learning this experience that I'm picking up. So I wouldn't trade it for the world. Like if, if this is good. One of the things that uh, I alluded to at the beginning of the podcast, one of your old sayings and people in Casago will recognize this immediately. And it came from you. They've been hearing it for years now, but I attribute it to you is the crawl, walk, run. And yeah. I feel that we're dancing around that crawl, walk, run when it comes to the software and the tech, there's just so much of it. 
And do you mind just taking a little bit of a left turn here before you get to number five? Sure. Maybe applying the crawl, walk, run, how that we, how you taught me that and worked with the platoon at that time with the missions and coordination from crawl to walk, to run, and how that sort of applies to Casago and getting started and learning the ropes, if you will, of uh, the business? That's a great question. And yeah, I'm glad to expand on anytime in the military, we were able to do things at a high level, a fast level. Before doing that, we had to do it right and we had to do it right. And then we can put speed to the precision, right? So precision's first. And then you put, then you put speed to the precision. Everybody's heard the saying slow, smooth is fast, right? But that, but it, it comes from being precise. And the only way you can be precise is you have to start with the crawl method. You have to go at it step by step, which I'm, look at this, what Fernanda sent me. This is step by step. This is what she's doing for me. She even put numbers on it. One, two, three. Okay, great. Some people might say, yeah, listen, I'm not an idiot. You don't need a number. No, I like that you numbered it. Okay. I like that you number. And from there I go through that. And then next, the next thing you know, then you're walking through it. It's going pretty well. And then of course, then the run part, you can put the speed and precision to it. Look, you can call support and they can fix something for you in two seconds. But what I like is, Hey, we're going to send you a video link and you're going to walk me through it or they walk me through it. So now I'm walking through it. I'm actually doing it. So that's that part. And I think that's the only way to move that next level. Listen, I want to do it fast. I, we have three properties. I want 30. So Alona wants 50 or we're ready for it, but we're still, you're still learning those things. The other part about that is when you crawl, rock, run, Steve, is you got to do a little after actions report of how things are going, how things are going. Um, Alona was over at a property today. There's guests in there. They're, they're an older couple. They don't know how to work the TV. She's over there getting the TV set, everything else. And right away, she sends me a text. Hey, maybe this is a good place for a QR code or a more high-level instructional book. And, and it's just because you know, a lot of people still aren't used to the smart TVs over 50. So these are all things. So right away, it's on our little after actions report, that sort of thing. So <clears throat> I think that's all a part of this learning and growing. Let's try to, let's try to do it. We're not going to take a shortcut. If it sucks and we have to get dirty, we're getting dirty, but that's going to lead us to that, that next level of success. Thinking about the parallels, the most elite teams in the world, whether they're hockey teams or military teams, or in this case, your short-term mental management teams, everybody thinks about how they operate at a high level, but all of them are you know, doing the crawl on the plays before the walks, and then you see the runs happening, right? Exactly. And so... so for number five, uh, practice your presentation. Tell me, what are you doing in those presentations? How are you practicing and how are you preparing? That's a great part of this is, and fortunately I was able to practice with you on three occasions and whether it's with my wife or, or family, just talking to them. And sometimes I just go for a walk and I just practice it. And I think sometimes that we try to, you try to like overcomplicate what you're trying to do. Because I actually think people buy you first. They buy you first and then they buy the power of the brand. Mm -hmm. I think that's the way it has to be. And 
we signed this first home. I started talking to all the neighbors and the one guy had a green Bay jacket on. We started talking about that. He knew I was, I told him I was retired military and we're talking for 15 minutes and it's, Oh, how long have you been doing this? He doesn't even care. <laughs> like it's, it doesn't even come up. It comes up to, it comes up to the fact that you're the face of what you do. And people tend to trust that. And, and so I think that's that part of that. The other part is our first house we signed, I must've drove by 50 times, day, night, this. I just wanted to see what the neighborhood was like. Like I knew the neighborhood was nice, but I wanted to understand it. And then I want to understand like all the other players in the game. This is a neighborhood that has five other short-term vacation properties. So this is a busy neighborhood for that. So I wanted to see what were the comps? What was this? What was that? Just learning the enemy is what we want to understand it, right? Learning the competition. And I think that's all a part of that. Casago's branding material is so good and so powerful that it complements what you say. And now I feel like even though I have a short presentation now, and I, and actually every time I go in, I make it even a little bit shorter and then I give the material as a takeaway, but people have already decided on that. And I think it's a great, it's a great way to present to people. And then when they're ready, they're going to come to you. But you keep nurturing that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Just like, again, just like all teams practicing and preparing, it's mm-hmm. what it comes down to back to that uh, all walk run. Mm-hmm. John, your Christian faith is pretty important to you. And yeah. you talk a lot about it when overcoming adversities. Um, yeah, I think that my faith was always big growing up as a Catholic faith. And then somewhere I might've lost it a little bit. I never lost it. I didn't turn into this drunken fool or anything else, but I think I just lost it a bit. And then then you go through things in your life. And I was able to reconnect my Christian faith. And I think it's very important. And Lone and I are big Christians and Every single day we start our day with prayer together, especially if we're together, just prayer together. And I think it's very important foundation at any meal we have or anything else. We always pray. We take a moment to do that. And I think that when you put that first, first place, you know, I'll be honest with you, we, we would stand on our balcony and I would say, I would ask God to like, help walk me through this, help me walk through this Casago piece today. Help me walk through it. Right. Just show me on the path, nudge me if I have to, if you have to. But I think that's all part of that is just keeping that good, solid faith in there. And it's, it's God that reconnected us, Steve. And it was all part of this path. Military people are infamously known for not talking and they can reconnect like it was yesterday. Like it's something in the military that, that is able to do that. Um, And I think that even though it was watching your success from afar. And then I I was ready to write a book, but I didn't know what to do next. And I called you and you said, here, call this lady. Bang. Next thing, four months later, my book's published. And I think those are the things that again, come back to grinding it out in the mud and (laughs) all the madness that we had to endure. I think keeping your faith strong is important. It's definitely important in my life. And I think it's, it should be important in, in people's lives. So John, what's your favorite line from the Orange Rito? My favorite line is anything to do with nurturing. Number one <laughs> is my favorite. I think that the part of just understanding 
that we are there for people. We are there for the owner. We are there for the guest. We are not only your advocate, but we're your partner. This owner today on our Zoom call, he said, this is what he said. We were talking, get at the end, he said, I really like this team we have formed. So he's talking him and his wife and me and Alona, our maintenance guy. Our maintenance man found a little something wrong with his fan. And he wrote this like detailed note about what it was like. And I texted it to him. And he was like, well, that's actually really good. <laughs> and the maintenance guy used to be in the military too. He was in the airborne whole thing. So it, it was just something typical somebody from an airborne unit would write like yeah. it would like so detailed <laughs> and he was able to fix the fan without replacing it that first thing and i just think it's important how you wrote that and i think it's important how everybody like takes that seriously as what they what they want to do and how they want to be if that yeah. makes sense yeah and i love it that owner said the team we formed the team we he said it yeah that's incredible and i think that uh, it reminds me of another part of the credo that talks about i'll build a relationship that transcends business he wasn't thinking oh this is transactional john and alona are just uh, here to give me money like he's thinking no these these guys are on my side we're a team and i think that you're really living that credo that's really wonderful that's Mm -hmm. that's amazing yeah john i got one last question for you i'm going to ask you a question a little bit off script here. Okay. In your book, you talked about the responsibility to lead, taking the responsibility to lead. Do you mind just going through that, having a conversation of what is the responsibility to lead? What is our responsibility to lead? And how does that affect us in, in this industry and what we're doing as owners of short-term rental management companies? I think it's our responsibility to ensure that one, we are we protect the Casago flag. We honor the organization that we're a part of. I always, I always t- told young soldiers, even young officers, I said, don't discount the honor and the traditions of the previous group. Like, don't discount that. Like honor and tradition is built and, and you need to pick that up as a mantle. We had a potential owner that wanted us to take a property and she didn't have a short-term vacation with a permit. I wouldn't take it. And I was like, no, I'm not going to illegally manage it for you. No one to know everything. I said, I'll know. We'll know. So we're not taking it. It was a nice property too. It was enticing. It was five bedrooms. Like it, it, it was a big, it was a big property, but no, it's it. That's it. If you don't have a permit, one, you either got to get one. I'll help you get it. I'll show you the, I'll help you navigate that. You got to have it. So if you don't have it, then it can only be midterm. So I think it's important. That's leadership. That's leadership saying there that says, you know what? We're not going to do it that way. Or things that leaders stand up when things aren't popular either. And you have to have to do that. So there's a responsibility, especially, especially if you have one of these franchises to lead the right way, lead with integrity, lead with honor, be the first one to say, listen, I made a mistake, help me out, let me fix it. So that's that 
that's that point. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to do it. But sometimes you're thrust in that position. You're thrust in that position to lead. Um, it's funny. I know a couple of these Medal of Honor recipients from Iraq and Afghanistan. And none of them, like, uh, they were just thrusted in this position that <laughs> they just did it. And they're like, this guy could have done it. Or this guy could have done it. Like, everybody could. But they were just thrust into the position where they had to act. And so that's yeah. part of it, too. It's part of this yeah. simple around leadership. And then finally about that is, like, lead with what works for you. Steve, you're very stoic. You're a deep thinker. Um, you have a high EQ and a high IQ, but you're not very emotional. That works for you. And I think people should look at that. Me, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit, bit more of motivation. Come on guys, let's go. We can do this. And that's okay. That works for me. So I think that as you're learning to lead, you develop your own leadership style and then you're not afraid to adjust and learn and get better. So I think that's it. I think accepting your authentic self. And then taking that and mm -hmm. using that as your leadership style is mm -hmm. important. I've, I've tried to be things I'm not. I've always asked to do things where I was just like, was it wrong? No, but was I uncomfortable with it? Yes. And I, I failed at it. And I think that if you get comfortable and understand your authentic self, it's amazing what you can start doing with just who you are. You were talking about something that reminded me of something you used to say back in the 90s. Um, it was take the hard right over the easy wrong. I don't remember saying that, but it was something you said often. Yeah. And I think that really ties back to consistency you have over 30 years now of, of having the same theme going on when it comes to leadership. Yeah, and I think that's very important to do that. Even when I made mistakes and I didn't take the hard right, I, I knew I was making a mistake. And I look back and go, yeah, I, like I said to myself, I'm like, this is not the right decision. And then all of a sudden you pay those consequences. And yeah. then you're like, that wasn't worth it. And not only does it attack your personal mantra, it attacks your character, it attacks your reputation. So those are all things that you have to then, then rework and relearn. But it's not a perfect, it's not always perfect. But I think that, again, you gain, you learn from experience and you're like, okay, this is how I'm going to take this next path. Yeah. John, how does somebody get a hold of you if they'd like to reach out to you or have a conversation, get advice or just uh, chat with you? Sure. They can, uh, JB at Casago.com. They could call me on myself. If you'd like 845-242-7828. I'm on Instagram at, at JB Spiso. There's also at Casago Nevada, Instagram as well too. And I think Steve, I'll leave everybody with one final quote, if you're okay with that. Of course. One of my favorite ones, and it goes, you can't control time and there's never enough, but all you can do is keep moving forward. And I've used that as my, my personal mantra now, now that I'm past 50, <laughs> all that, because we all, sometimes we want it to come quicker, comes this, comes that, and you can't control it. So I think if people continue to just continue to take that step forward, get better every day, dust off a little, the chip off the little rough edges, we're all better for it. That's great advice. All right. Thank you very much. And we'll just keep moving forward. And thanks again, John, for being on. Really appreciate it. Oh, thanks, Steve. Casago leads the way. Let's go. For Casa Cast, we're sold out to